Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Mara. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much for joining me today as we begin peeling the onion of all of the layers that society and man has put between us and God in an attempt to retain power over us and power over our relationship with God. Today we're going to be talking about the permanence of God in our lives, the fact that there are no rituals, there are no prayers, there's no book you need to read. You do not need to be here listening to me this morning in order to get closer to God. If you are listening here with me today, either one of two things are going on in your life. I would suggest one is you have realized that and you are looking for an affirmation maybe three things. Uh, Two, uh, you have been brought here because God has nudged you to this place so that you know that you are important enough to God right now, just the way you are, that all you have to do is reach out your hand and say, good morning, God. Good morning. That's how close God is. Nothing between you and God but you. And the third reason might be, you just like to listen to me talk. <laughs> so what we're going to do today as we start off is what we do every Sunday, and we start off with Be Still Thy Soul by Anil. And the reason I like that particular song actually was kind of echoed on Friday. I don't know how many of you got a chance to pray, to sit down and pray with the world for the uh, International Peace Day Friday. Excuse me, I got an opportunity to do so late. It would have been 9 o'clock my time, which is Pacific Daylight Savings Time, and 12 o'clock New York Eastern Daylight Time. And it was wonderful to sit there for a few minutes and feel my energy merging in a vortex of energy as it spread around the world. All of this was one singular thought in our mind. All we are saying is give peace a chance. Now, that particular statement uh, is pretty significant to me because I was a pretty straight-laced kid in graduate school, not exactly a marcher, and yet I grew up during the time when there were marches for peace because of the conflict in Vietnam. It always marvels for me that Vietnam has never at least migrated to being a war. But the reason that is is because of our Constitution and, and other that require that Congress declare war or the House. But in any event, I recall the day we were very young and they closed the colleges. So I was a senior in college. I said I was in graduate school and I did go to graduate school there, but I was finishing my last year for a school in Southern California. So I was a senior there at the University of Portland and school was closed so we could go in March. And my then husband was a member of the graduate school uh, learning to be uh, a psychiatric social worker. 
So he was getting a, a master's in social work, and his school was closed. Now, here's the deal. We're pretty law-abiding, rule-following, real buttoned-up kids. And so uh, he takes his 20-year-old wife and his 21-year-old self, and we go over and we march because that's what it was all closed up for was so we could all march. And it's as though we were given a directive, march for peace. And so we all got out there, and I have to tell you, All we are saying is give peace a chance was what people were saying over and over and over again. And and pretty soon you felt what we were both studying, I was studying sociology, the vortex, just the energy of that large group of people. But you also felt the intense love as everyone, all sorts of diverse groups came together and they marched to say, this is what we value. Let's try it. We never have. And so on Friday, there was the National Peace, the International Peace Day. And there was that opportunity multiple times throughout the day and actually into the morning because yesterday was the equinox. And so people would gather together. And I felt that same energy. I felt that identical energy, but when I looked out at the photographs afterwards that were being taken, they all looked like Johnny and I, young kids. What happened, folks? As we're listening to Anil's Be Still Thy Soul, and we begin to unite our souls with God, we begin to feel God's presence fill the room in which we are in. As we reach out and our hands and take the hand of God and invite him into this prayer circle that we're creating, as you're doing those things, if you're over the age of 35, please allow your mind to expand back to a time when we believed that peace was possible. And just for the time, is three minutes and 40 seconds. I want us all to join our thoughts, our hearts, our minds with God. And in reference, ask that man lay down the weapons that are interfering with peace. Ask that those people who are our politicians lay down the thoughts they know what we want and understand that fundamentally we want peace. And peace begins by working in our communities and our families to show love for one another, to show respect for one another, to make sure that everyone is okay. Everyone is okay. So we're going to join our minds with God's And we're going to form a giant peace circle, holding hands as you take your first breath. And why don't I lead you through that before we begin the music? I'd like you to act as though your nose is in the soles of your feet. And I want do that because I want to elongate your breath. If your distance, excuse me, between your nose and your lungs is very short but the distance between the soles of your feet and your lungs is actually the entire length of your legs, 
and four chakras, or just about four chakras. So let's go with pulling the breath in, and you don't have to take a long breath and think, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, love, oh, love. Oh, I can't breathe. I can't hold this breath. Then you're focused on your breath. And I know prana is to focus on your breath, but it's a different focus. It's a peaceful focus. Feeling your breath go through your body. Feeling it come up and just invigorate your blood and your muscles. That's what prana is. And so sip in breath. If you feel like you want to think about, I can't breathe, I can't hold this any longer, then don't. But if you can, just try to sip it in. Something I'm doing right now and have been doing since the beginning of the show. So I also need a deep breath. So let's all begin pulling the breath in through the soles of our feet, up the front of our calves, up the front of our thighs, across our buttocks, and now we are at our base chakra. Two weeks ago, we were at the base chakra. We talked about chakras. And for me, simply put, that is the zone of fear. So let us move past that with fearless breath. Moving up next to the sacral chakra the zone of creativity. And today we are going to be focusing on creating peace together as our conscious, conscious connection begins. We're then going to pull up next that fearless, creative breath. And we're going to come to the solar plexus. And the solar plexus is the zone of healing It's the zone of your health. It's the zone where you can get rid of the disease within yourself by inviting the yellow energy through you. Please pull that yellow energy through your body, healing it of all disease as you bring your fearless, creative, healing breath up to your heart. Now, the heart is actually the closest chakra to our um, lungs, And it is the zone of love. And so I would like for you to thrust back your shoulders, reach out your dominant hand, and allow a tremendous, tremendous spiral of love to come from your heart. Like a giant, giant column of love from your heart as you reach out your hand and feel that love go down your hand and take the hand of God. Feel that energy from your heart expanding as it begins to move around our circle and around around the earth as each one of us feels love, God, beside us. Now, each of us sees God and feels God differently, and that's okay. There's no one right way to believe. But beside you, on your other side, there is another person's perception of God. Reach out your other hand, and let's close this circle up by taking the hand of a fellow circle member's God. So that together we are 
man, God, man, God, man, God, man, God, and I mean man and human, all the way around. And, and that circle is so large. There are so many hundreds of people. And we're inviting all of the men to this circle now who listen now, who listen later. And we're inviting them to invite their friends into the circle. And the circle this morning is a conscious raising about peace. All we are saying is give peace a chance. Let us pull our breath up further and we're going to come to the place where probably peace goes awry most often. And that is in the throat chakra. It's in the words that we use. We lose our own personal peace by the words we choose to say. And then when we've lost our own personal peace, we proceed to make sure others lose their personal peace too. We are very good, very poor at stilling our tongues and very good at saying whatever we think as though we believe everyone needs to know it. And many times we say those words without deep contemplation, without any consideration. It's simply words that are said in the heat of the moment that come out in 10 seconds and live for thousands of years. Echoing around in our relationships and in our minds. So for right now and for today as we're looking for peace, let's cleanse our throat chakras and release with our cleansing breath that is composed of fearless breath, creative breath, healing breath, loving breath. And now we are going to cleanse and forgive ourselves for those things that we have said and done that we spend our lifetime explaining. And let us start fresh as we pull our energy one more level up to the zone of the third eye. My brother about two weeks ago suggested I put a crystal on my third eye and I suggest you do so too. For some of you, the first time may not evoke the miracle experience. But I can promise you, if you keep coming back and if you keep breathing and you breathe fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving breath, and as you come to your third eye, the zone of manifestation, you will see manifestation. You will see at the core the beautiful, beautiful spirit that you are. You will see all that guides you. For me, I see vast expanses of very calm, mirror-like water. My brother sees deep inside the bowels of the earth and all of the sparkling, gorgeous colors of crystals. No one is right, no one is wrong, because we are each unique and important. Imagine in your zone of manifestation today, let us manifest peace. And then pull your breath up. Open yourselves up and allow your breath to join with the breath of God in a piper tubing system, knowing that you are uniquely created and you are divinely inspired. And peace is possible through you. It is together that we can all take our world to peace. 
and we have reached a place where so much of the tribalism of the past, although still fueling wars today, can be set aside. And as I said last week, it really doesn't matter if you eat strawberry ice cream or pistachio ice cream. God is there right beside you and there's enough space in heaven. So we have to set aside our need and desire to be valued because we love God the right way. And that's what makes us special. And instead, let's begin to love God the pure way that God loves us. So with that first breath, as we're all connected here in a circle, I'm going to ask for you to spend three minutes and 40 seconds breathing in. I am loved. Breathing out, peace is possible. Thank you.
Make me one source of light. Oh, you are a source of light. Each and every person on this planet is a source of light. But unfortunately, we seem to spend so much time creating gradations of worthiness that we lose track of the sight. We lose track of the truth that everyone is important. And I think as we're talking about removing layers between us and God, whatever you call God... Allah, Yahweh, God, the Great Spirit, the be-all and end-all, the Great I Am, whatever, ever you call God. And I could probably go on the entire program listing names. And I listed the larger ones, the larger groupings. Whatever you call God. We are all referring to the same God. And that is why this tribalism that fuels religious wars still is so fundamentally questionable. If you eat pistachio ice cream, you get full of the sweet and beautiful taste of pistachio ice cream. You feel close to God because you follow the procedures that one is supposed to follow if they are eating pistachio ice cream. And you are brought up to know what those procedures are from birth. And all of them are done in reverence to God, to love. And if you eat strawberry ice cream because you think that's the best ice cream, all the procedures associated with eating strawberry ice cream are brought into you from birth also. And so you learn to love that sweet taste of strawberries mixed with cream. And when you eat it, you eat it in reverence to show respect for God. And if you eat vanilla ice cream, you eat it in exactly the procedure that you were trained to eat it in as a child. Perhaps you set up nice colored bowls, paper or glass or ceramic. You pull out a special ice cream dipper that you've used for all times. You scoop into the soft, beautiful vanilla ice cream and you bring it out and you put it in the bowls. And you have however many scoops of that mixture as you've been taught were right. Not too much, not too little. And you do all of that in reverence to God. So you have lived a life of reverence to God. And the only thing that seems to be getting in the way is that 
someone sometime implied or said aloud because they needed to feel special rather than enough. And so what did they say? They said, nah, 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 nah. There's not enough space. If you don't, so if you want to go to God, Wow, that is so weird. I am going to get the caller. I see you on the line. For some reason, I was disconnected here, so I will bring you on the line in a moment. But for some reason, somehow, uh, we have this message that went out that there's not enough space, that God is not enough to let us all. And so we have to get involved in this struggle to show that the rituals associated with chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream or pistachio or strawberry are really the rituals that gain favor with God. And my mission here on earth is to help each and every person know, each and every person know that there is enough God for everyone no matter who we are, and that God is in every room with us, just as we heard, we read in the book of Job. God doesn't leave us. Now, I see there's a caller here from what looks like the San Diego, California area, and I'm going to answer that call now, and I'm going to do it on the air. Hi, this is Mark. Mara, how are you? Hello? Hello? Well, I know that it says here that you're live, so I'm going to presume that you don't want to talk right now. I don't have phone numbers memorized. You could be my granddaughter. And uh, if you're not my granddaughter or if you are my granddaughter, your insights are welcome and I want to hear from you. So please speak out. And you may speak out at every time to speaking into your phone. And it will come on because you are on the air live with me. Today you are my co-host. So going forward, we're in a situation where for some reason believing we are not enough has created a system of proving we are enough and it is causing us to engage in exactly the very behavior that's contrary to our spirits, which are are grounded in love. And that creates this giant chaos-type wave, energy wave around. Now, a lot of people think that you need to decide who is right and who is wrong. But there's another side to the formula of life, and that is what they call the experiential side. And that is that we manifest into our lives experiences that we want to use to show our highest self. And many times we rely not on what our intuition tells us is our highest self, but instead we rely on what we have been raised by human beings to believe is our highest self. And so 
generally that takes us into this clashing chaos of life, of fighting, of not having peace, of being right, of one-upsmanship with words, with deeds. And it doesn't leave us nestling in, in the place of love that we came from and that nestles inside of us. To me, there's no better example, but before I move into this story, I want to make sure that the caller from 619-366-3363 knows that they are welcome to speak, and I invite their comment. Proceeding forward. Well, I am back. Is that something? It makes me wonder what God is telling me because I have been disconnected from this show two times. The first time, our area code 619 person ended up on the screen and uh, and now this time. So I'm thinking, whoa, maybe this is not the right story to tell today. And um, But you know what? I need to just take a second to kind of figure out where we are. And I can either roll with the flow and act like um, uh, an idiot while I'm trying to sort all this through in my mind without any prayer or any quiet time. Or I can decide to give some quiet contemplation and figure out what's going on here. So I have a real nice short piece of music, Catherine Toyaman open your heart, and I'm going to play that piece of music and see if we can just get something going on because, and I can figure out what God wants me to do because having been disconnected twice, I really need some contemplation. Three minutes, 55 seconds, open your heart, breathing in through the soles of your feet, fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting, divinely inspired breath, breathing in, I am enough, and breathing out, peace is possible. I'm going to change the out and breathing out, God is with me, as you sit in this circle holding the hands of God on either side of you. Three minutes and 55 seconds.
Breathing out, I am with God. Feel the presence of God around you. Being energy going up the back as though you are being hugged on the side. God has lifted his arms. And he clasps your shoulder linked now with the hand of God on the other side. Each of us are encircled by God. Feel the energy of that circle. Allow it to let go. Of all the pain and suffering within you. And allow God to pull that away from you. Breathing in. I am enough. Breathing out. I am with God. Feel the energy of God in the room in which you find yourself. It doesn't take a lot of time, and it doesn't take a lot of space. If you were listening to this show in your car, God would be in your car with you. There's no one in the car, and God is in the passenger seat. If there's someone in the car with you, then God is sitting on your shoulder. And sitting on your shoulder, on the shoulder of the other person in the car, is God, as that person knows God to be. And there is no right or wrong God. There is only the magnificent power of God. The magnificent love. And the be all and end all that loves all ice cream eaters and non ice cream eaters. That loves all signs of devotion and loves all people who come to test. Sometimes when I think about life, the challenge is to remember that when things happen in your life that bring in the discord and chaos, that those things 
really remind you of two things. They remind you that God is with you. If you choose, you can just look up, reach out your hand and say, Hi, God. Sorry I haven't been talking to you for a while. But they also remind us of who we are. And they give us a chance, those discordant times give us a chance to show our true nature, our true loving nature. They give us an opportunity to show we are enough to ourselves. Love others as you love yourself. And when you fail at that, the glory of life is you get another chance over and over again. And when you fail, God is there beside you, waiting for you to stretch out your hand and say, what lessons are there in this for me, God? I'm ready to move on. And my friends out there, we all fail at times. We all step off the game plan. We all say things we shouldn't say. We all do things we shouldn't say. Or do, excuse me. But when all is said and done, we are each and every one of us loved by God, no matter, even if we are covered with one. And that is not something that is grounded in doctrinology. It's not doctrine. It's not the religious precepts of church that you need to begin following. You don't have to go out and figure out the scooping mechanisms for pistachio ice cream or vanilla ice cream or strawberry or any other flavor. You don't have to be saved because you are saved. So all of those religious tenets that have been given to people to keep them separate, to create the onion, the layers of the onion, are not true. They're not needed. It's not necessary. God is there with you already. No matter where you are, no matter what you are doing, you are surrounded by God's love. And it is your choice, the free will of life, That is, that is what creates the chaos. It's our choices, our rules, our justifications for not being loving beings. And also, it's our choice before we came into this body for experience. And I started to tell you the story of the littlest angel, I think two times, possibly three, Uh, I did a rather long-winded lead-in the first time. By the time I got to the story, I got disconnected. 
interesting. I've been disconnected so many times today, and part of life is accepting. And then saying, what does this mean? And yet we as humans, how often do we engage in extreme manipulation and effort to try to get things back to the place they were? How often in my life do I not take time to listen to Catherine uh, Toyama's uh, Open Your Heart? Instead, I just go barreling forward trying to get the result I had preordained in my mind what happened. Has that ever happened with any of you? So you decided you're going to the movie today, and you go out, and the first thing is you get in the car and you can't find your car seat. Then, um, then when you find your All right, here I am back again after being disconnected. And I'm very much left wondering if today's show should just be treated as finished. Because I was talking to you about getting ready to go to a movie and how all of these impediments were getting in the way of you're getting there on time. Have you ever given consideration to the idea that maybe you should just accept that this is not a good day to go to the movie? And maybe I should accept that today is not a good day to have a radio show. I mean, how many times was I disconnected? At least three. I've said this before, possibly four. So what does that mean? Well, one thing it means is I'm not going to tell you the story of the littlest angel because I find it significant that it, it, I seem to get disconnected every time I'm winding into that. So there's something more important that God wants me to talk with you about. And, and that's the interesting phenomena here too, folks. I don't have a prepared speech I could not sit down and read this program onto a, um, I don't know, however you would read it, into something and then lift it up into the computer. Uh, I can't do that because I don't plan these. The only thing I plan is at 9 o'clock on Sunday mornings, I'm going to come and spend some time with you. And I recognize that most of you come in and out and are archival listeners, and that's fine. And I'm really, really appreciative that you all listen. And for me, it's a huge number, although for those who want, who have to count everything in the terms of thousands, it's not. But what I do at 9 o'clock is I sit down, I uh, try to center myself. I light a stick of incense normally, and I begin talking to you about the topic that was put into my head maybe a month before. And today's talk is about removing the layers between each of us and God, or love, who is known by many names, and recognizing that God is right there beside us at all times. 
Together we will take the simple step of inviting God in. No rituals, no books, no tapes, no one, not me or others, standing between you and God. And focusing on the idea that God will never walk away from us. Never. Those are human characteristics that we attribute to God, but God is more than each of us are. So even if people have walked away from you in your life, that doesn't change the fact that God has never deserted you. You may not have known God was there. You may not have looked for God. You may not have considered God, and you might have been angry with God. And I will tell you, uh, it's okay to be angry with God. It's okay to go out in the backyard and raise your fist and say, God, God, God. Why are you allowing this to happen? And I will tell you the answer is always going to be the same coming back from the heavens. It is lessons in being your highest self. And sometimes those lessons take us to a place of forgiveness where we forgive people who have done things to us. And in our forgiveness, we are our highest self. Sometimes those things are a person taking us to a place where we become so entrenched in our anger that we provide that other person an opportunity to rise up in love and model love for us. Because we are always teachers and students in life. But the grand master, the principal, so to speak, is always there, always watching over us, not necessarily applauding the life choices we make, but never, ever, 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 ever turning his or her back on us. God loves us unconditionally in the purest way. And you do not need to eat your ice cream in a particular flavor with a particular ritual in order to know the glory of God's love. And I think what I'm going to do with this last 10 minutes is I'm going to play Daniel Kobiaka's Pathless Journey because that's really what it is, my friends. It's a journey that is without a path. It is instead a journey that we define every moment. It's based on choices, whether we go right or left. And then There is no wrong choice because from that choice, we have a chance to rise up again and show our highest self, to mark the world with our best, most loving behavior, to mark the world with our best, most loving behavior. I'm often left wondering what would have happened had we, in the um, wake of 9-11, instead of rushing to our churches to plan war and condemn, rushed to our churches to forgive. I wonder where we would be today. Instead of so deeply ingrained in worrying about what people's religions are and ignoring their behavior. So deeply ingrained in believing that one way of eating ice cream is better than another. And all of those layers 
causing fear. And fear is the biggest layer between you and God. Because even as I speak to you today, I can feel the fear of listeners to come. That, oh my gosh, she's saying I don't have to eat pistachio ice cream to be saved. Whoa. But I'm not saying that you should stop eating pistachio ice cream if it makes you happy. If it makes you content. If it drives you to be your highest self. I'm just saying, for those out there who used to eat pistachio ice cream and are now worried that there isn't a mansion on the other side for them, not to worry. It's okay. But I'm not saying how you worship God is wrong. How anyone worships God is beautiful, a miraculous, wonderful experience. The first commandment in the Old Testament, love God with your heart, your mind, and your soul. And there are many, many faiths that profess that. But it's in the second commandment that we see the divergence away from God-driven lives and God-driven ways. People ignore, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. We begin the process of dealing with that, of putting that layer where some people aren't as good to God as others by undercutting the concept of loving yourself, of me. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And we begin now putting in layers. Love others as you love yourself. And from the pulpits we hear, you should not pray for yourself. You should not ask for something for yourself. That is vain. That is not right. That is this and that is that. And how can you do for others if you don't know what you would like done to you? And so we don't. People do all sorts of things in the name of God, in the name of love, that they would never want done to themselves. Imagine the people now whose rifles are drawn and aimed against each other. I bet if we did a survey of the people who are engaged in this current religious war, we would find none of them want to have this constant fear of dying. But they will also tell you bravely they are not afraid to die, and they should not be, because God is there for them. But if we did a survey, do you want to be killed? Do you want to shoot? Do you want to kill? We might get some very interesting results. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Love others as you would love yourself as you as you love yourself. Would you want your children to be facing this? Is this really the life that you had in your mind when your eyes were glistening with hopes and joys? How often do we really extrapolate that second commandment and look at our own involvement in it? But that has nothing to do with God. That has to do with man. God has told us what we need to do in order to be peaceful and at peace with each other. Love others as you love yourself. We have a hard time with that. 
We truly, as a species, have a hard time with that. And we begin separating people and deciding that some are more worthy than others for God's love. But the reality is, the simple reality is, the reason God told us to love each other as we love ourselves is because God loves us all the same. There is no expectation that we have to do something in some ritualistic way. But the expectation is, is we treat other people the way we want to be treated. And it doesn't mean we ask ourselves, we create rules for why it's okay not to treat them that way. that we don't say, I wouldn't be in this place, therefore I don't deserve that, or I don't deserve this. The minute you hear yourself hearing, thinking, I don't deserve, you need to step back. That's not loving yourself. Love others as you love yourself. All that you have lived is a blueprint for how you have come to be at this place in life. And at this place right now, all you have to do to connect with God, no matter what choices you have made, is reach out your hand and say, hi, God. Love God with your heart, your mind, and your soul. And love others as you love yourself. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It is that second commandment that we have the hardest time with. I've now said that three times. And it is that second commandment that is creating the chaos we live in, the religious wars that we're living in, the failure to believe that we are all enough. And yet we were given that code right there. We are all enough to be loved. We are all enough to be treated with dignity. We are all enough and there is enough of God for all of us. You are enough. I did not get to Kobayaka's pathless journey. Uh, I've had certainly the weirdest program today that I recall in a long time, but you know what? I am honored to have been here with each and every one of you today. And um, I'm looking for something short, and I don't have anything nearly short enough. Um, I'm going to play Serenity Road for the last few minutes, and I'll play it behind me because we are coming to the end of this program today, this program that I hope we end with the realization that that feeling that you had across your back as the gods on either side of you linked arms over your shoulders carry that feeling with you carry that with you and feel the wonderful wonderful presence of God in your life today and if you start losing that sense of being protected and safe, that sense of being enough, if you feel that going away, then reach out your hand and say, Hi, God. 
thank you for staying with me through this bumpy program. Peace be with you all. Until next week. Namaste. Namaste, my friends. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.